Hi, this is Christine. Today's morning briefing is called The Job I Never Asked For. It's number five in the series, Do You Want More? So about that job I got that I never asked for, here it is, part two. The connection here is Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. Something about me at the very end of this, so please listen. We left off in the story of young Brett, who made a decision to be baptized because he wanted to identify with Jesus Christ. Why? Because he believed in him and wanted to follow him. Since Brett and his family did not attend church anywhere, I was the person they asked to baptize him. No problem. When did he want to be baptized? On Easter Sunday, of course, because that made the event even more significant to him. And where did he want to be baptized? Our regular speech in San Clemente, Riviera. His dad, Brian, assisted me in lowering the much bigger than me, Brett, into the waves and raising him back out again to the cheers of his family and mine and several high school teammates. Afterward, there was a barbecue at their home where a dad named Mike asked, Hey, Christine, can you do anything about getting Fellowship of Christian Athletes started again at San Clemente High School? There used to be a group, but no longer. Sure, I confidently replied. I will start looking for someone immediately. And so I did. An FCA huddle is usually led by a campus coach who is a Christian and serves as an advisor to a team of student leaders. I diligently reached out to the football coach, the tennis coach, a math teacher, track coach, and many more. The football coach agreed to do it, even though it did not really seem his heart was in it. The night before he was to start, he recused himself. What? Turns out there was some wrongdoing in the finances of the football program that pointed back to him. What now? What was I to tell the athletes and their dads who wanted to get FCA going? You guessed it. Okay, so here's the thing, I said. I am going to launch FCA, and then I will hand it off to someone as soon as I can find them. I led the huddle for the better part of four years. I did not ask for the job, but I knew when it was mine. You've heard the saying, if it is to be, it is up to me. Well, right then, it was true. In terms of serving God, it was the hardest thing I have ever done. Partly because first Dylan and then Danny were in the club. New, my boys, three years apart. It was a crazy thing. Two guys, Akash, a football player, and Lucas, a volleyball player, asked if they could just come and sit in the team leader meetings where we planned and prayed and I discipled. Why did they want to be there? They had never heard about Jesus. Could I tell them more? Amazing interest. But then a year later, 
Little Lucas, who I had known since he was eight years old and on Dylan's soccer team, got out of his car one morning. Now tall Lucas, an outside hitter on the volleyball team, and told Dylan he was sick of his mom trying to proselytize the whole high school. Dylan told him he had said one too many things about me and hit him right in the mouth. Oh man. Yes, it was hard. There was the biology teacher, actually friend, who had inv invited us to use her classroom for lunchtime meetings, then kicked us out because her colleagues said she would receive criticism from parents. Okay, I could go on, but God, but God was faithful. Student athletes were drawn to God. When they want a deeper relationship with him, they started going to church together, including carpooling to Rock Harbor Church on Sunday nights. I alternated with every other Sunday night in a program I called Sunday Night Live. San Clemente Presbyterian threw her doors wide open for us. I had speakers who came, worship bands, and food, of course. And the students came, a lot of them. Some of those same students are playing professional sports today, NFL, NWSL, MLB, and more. It's crazy. And I, well, I still have their phone numbers. When Paul wrote from prison to those he loved so much in the town of Ephesus, after he talked about God saving us because of his great grace, he penned this beautiful verse. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And God. When Lucas's dad passed away of leukemia at the age of 46, I was in New York City. Karen, Lucas's mom, called me and asked me to do an agnostic blessing at his memorial service. Had there have been a cartoon service nearby, there would have been a bubble over that conversation with a dog cocking his head to the side saying, agnostic blessing? What? Isn't that a contradiction in terms? Of course. I said yes. I prayed about how I could honor God and David and the request before me and swung by the Yoder family compound when I got back to San Clemente. The outline of the funeral folder was out on the table with the words passion and purpose at the top. I went home and looked for a poem about those two. And would you know, I was led right back to the above verse. In another translation, Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his masterpiece. The Greek word for masterpiece, poema. David's life was God's poem, and so is yours. Here's the verse. Your life is a masterpiece created by God for good works. Created by God for a unique purpose. Do you know your purpose? As I have sought to fulfill my God-given purpose of sharing the love of God with those he puts in front of me, I have said yes when I did not know how. 
each step of the way, God showed the way one step at a time. Flawed as I am, what an adventure. Do you want more? Discover your purpose. Act on it. Tomorrow morning, I have a brutal foot surgery, three different procedures on my right foot. I am told it will be a long recovery. Hopefully, I will get a morning briefing out Sunday night, but please understand if you do not hear from me for a few days. I am praying for you. I really am.